Chapter 5 Far too quickly day came, and with it, the alarm. She thought about hitting the snooze button, but she was so tired this morning that might just be too dangerous. Her mother hated it when she overslept, and Saoirse didn't feel like another lecture from her mother. Yesterday had been so lovely and easy. She preferred to keep it like that. She dragged herself out of bed and went to check out the harbour. Quiet and still, a tanker in the mouth of the outer harbour sending up a little puff of grey smoke. But other than that, peaceful. The weather was magnificent for September. The water like glass in the breezeless, pale morning sunlight. She tore herself away from the breathtaking view out the window to inspect an entirely different view, the one of her very tired self in the bathroom mirror. What greeted her this morning was so far removed from the swan she hoped she would one day see that she covered her face with her hands and groaned. The afflictions of excessive height, pale skin, red hair and freckles were not enough. Now, to add to that, she had deep, dark circles under her very red and puffy eyes. She thought it could only get better, but she had been very wrong. She splashed her face with water and decided her shower would have to wait until after breakfast. She needed coffee, and she needed it badly. She pushed the kitchen door open slowly and hoped her mother was not yet up. The kitchen was empty, but the coffee pot was on and steaming. Someone was up. She grabbed a mug from the cupboard and put a slice of bread in the toaster. She poured a large mug and settled at the island in the centre of the kitchen. She was exhausted. She'd have to pull herself together before her, got, her mother got up. She'd kill her for being so tired. A humming caught her attention from the French doors to the garden and she spotted her father sitting on the patio cereal bowl in hand and coffee steaming on the table in front of him. Morning Dad, you're in great form this morning. Beautiful day, huh? Such a pity to waste it inside a classroom. Maybe we could take a day off. I'll write you a note if you write me one. It was their running joke since she had started secondary school. One day they would both bunk off school together and do something fun. Thirsha knew it would never happen. They both were too good to do something like that. Plus her father really loved his job. Teaching was his passion, history, his life. You look tired, sweetheart. Did you sleep okay? Gran said you were up during the night. She's gone back to bed. She's wrecked. Are you okay? I'm fine, Dad. I'll go to bed early tonight. Is Gran all right? Ah, she'll be grand. She goes through phases like this where she can't sleep very well. She tells me she heard you up a lot recently. Is that true? He looked at her lovingly, but in his eyes, Saoirse saw something else. Her father had never looked at her like this before. There was a realisation Saoirse could not comprehend. He saw something, something she didn't, and he was proud. Saoirse was confused. How could the admission of having bad dreams make her father proud? She thought it was kind of strange. But Saoirse saw definite pride in her father's eyes. Come here, sweetheart. Saoirse balanced on the arm of his chair and snuggled up next to her dad. 
He threw his strong arm around her waist and pulled her in tight. She was tall, but she always felt like her father's little girl. His strong athletic build had meant that he was a great at sports at school, but they had never really interested him. His passion had always been Irish history and folklore. Saoirse always found it so ironic that he had been built to be an athlete, but had turned his back on it to be a nerd. He didn't fit the stereotype and she loved him all the more for that. You know you can talk to us about anything at any time. Being a teenager is difficult these days. It can be so confusing and scary. Dad, are you giving me your teacher speech again? I'm your daughter, not a pupil. She giggled. There were times her dad treated her like one of his students, but that wasn't such a bad thing. He was a good teacher and a good dad. I just want you to know that sometimes talking things through can help, even if it's discussing a bad dream. Your gran has bad dreams too. Maybe she could help. Saoirse's mother appeared in the kitchen and they both turned when they heard the rattle of cups in the cupboard. Saoirse jumped to her feet and tried in vain to make herself look a little fresher. Her dad watched her feeble attempts and grinned knowingly at her. Talk to your grandmother. You'll be surprised how much she may be able to help you. Please. He trailed off as her mother appeared at the open doors, showered and dressed immaculately as usual. She took a deep breath of the fresh morning air and stepped out onto the patio. Saoirse's father grabbed the chair next to him and pulled it out for her. He winked quickly at Saoirse and started off into a reminiscing conversation of what they had been up to this time 16 years ago, four days before Saoirse had been born. Her mother loved the story as it was all about their move into this house. She had lived in Cove all her life and always dreamt of living in the Crescent. So Saoirse's arrival had coincided with another one of the happiest times in her life. She was distracted and Saoirse made her exit, flashing her father an appreciative smile on the way. She practically crawled up the stairs and into her bathroom. She checked her reflection in the mirror once more. No miraculous change. She still looked awful. Perhaps a shower would help. She turned on the shower and let it run. Her mind wandered back to the dream from last night. Flashes of Kate's broken body pierced her mind and she shook her head. They were replaced by images of a distraught Sean screaming and shouting. Again, she shook her head. They were too disturbing. She couldn't spend the day thinking of them. She would have to find something to distract her. She stepped over the rim of the bath and into the shower. The water was just a little cool, which was refreshing, and she squeezed the citrus body gel into her hand. The smell filled her nostrils and gave her a slight feeling of morning stimulation it had promised on the bottle. Once she had showered, she began the mammoth task of washing her hair. It hung limp and wet around her naked body. It was long and thick. She shampooed and thought about not conditioning it, but with curls like hers, that would be asking for trouble. She would spend the day trying to tame it and her hair was not something she wanted to have to deal with today. She stepped down from the tub and back onto the bathroom tiles. The shower had helped physically 
if not mentally anyway. She took a glance at her reflection in the mirror, but the steam had fogged it up. As she wiped the glass with her towel, the image facing her startled her. Her breath quickened and the hair stood on the back of her neck. It was Kate, just for a fleeting moment, and then she was gone, replaced by her own pale reflection once more. She grabbed the sides of the sink and looked down, taking a deep breath. She looked back into the mirror. Her own hopeful face that greeted her every morning was gone, replaced by a reflection she knew was her own, but that looked a little alien. There was a worry, a distraction, clearly visible in her eyes, highlighted by the dark circles beneath them. She looked older and tired. People always asked you when it was your birthday, did you feel older? This year was the first year that Saoirse could truthfully say she did. She definitely felt different. She heard her mother calling from downstairs, so she wrapped herself in a towel and walked to the landing. She peered down the staircase and could see her mother standing at the bottom. She smiled lovingly up at her. Saoirse must have looked some way better because there was no lecture about how important sleep was. Hey honey, I'm off to work. I'm heading into town after work to meet your dad. We have a special present to buy for someone I know who has an important birthday on Friday. Do you need anything from the city? No thanks mum. Do you want me to organise dinner when I get home from school? Not at all love. Your gran has a stew on the hob already. She must have been up all night again. She tutted and looked a little annoyed, but then she smiled up at Saoirse again. Have a great day at school. See you this evening. Saoirse went back to her room and looked out at the harbour. It was beginning to come to life. There were two tankers now in the mouth waiting patiently for the pilot boat and the launches for the naval base had begun taking sailors to work. Another beautiful, still, bright morning on the water. The boat's movements carved through the glass and sent ripples that echoed out across the entire harbour. The sun had begun to climb and the sky was cloudless. September, Saoirse thought. Why couldn't we have had weather like this in August when I didn't have to go to school? Saoirse turned from the window and came face to face with Kate. She took a step closer to the painting and sighed. What was all this about? How could she have painted such a realistic painting without ever having met this girl? What would Sean say or think? She had her story. She went over it once more. Kate, the role model, not the dead beauty. What kind of freak was she? She sat down on the bed. Being a teenager sucked. Life was too confusing and her nightmares seemed to make it all the more crazy. She checked the clock on the bedside table, 8.15. She'd be late, and it was the one thing she hated. She went to the wardrobe, and there, hanging, freshly washed and ironed, was her uniform. She thanked God for her grandmother and uniforms. The idea of having to choose a different outfit every day would have made her life a living hell. Her uniform gave her anonymity. She could blend in and go unnoticed, and she liked that. Not being part of a crowd didn't bother her, but standing out did. She liked life to gently pass by without drawing attention to herself. Once she was dressed, she grabbed her bag from her study and her phone from the desk. 
she felt a good bit better and took the stairs two at a time. Her grandmother was standing at the final step when she got there. She looked tired this morning, but greeted her with the usual warm smile. You okay? You didn't sleep very well last night. You know you can talk to me any time about it. Are you and dad up to something, Gran? He said the very same thing. You didn't sleep too well yourself. I can smell the midnight stew on the hob. Touché. I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about you, chicken. That's all. I'm here anyway if you need me. Have a good day at school. She reached up to kiss Sirsha, and Sirsha obligingly bent down towards her so, her so she could. Sirsha's 5'11 frame was nearly a full foot taller than her grandmother, and at the bottom of the stairs they must have looked like a very odd couple. Her grandmother kissed her softly on the cheek and hugged her tightly, and then left her go. Saoirse popped in her earphones and closed the real world out. As she left the house and hopped down the first front steps, Florence and the machine filled her head and took her over her mind. She loved her haunting sound, her power and her lyrics. If only she had half her strength. She knew they were only songs, but she found them inspiring. It was a welcome escape on the journey to school and made it all the more bearable. Saoirse needed it this morning. Lying was not her forte, but she could hardly tell Sean the truth. She was there before she knew it, caught up in the middle of the Monday morning hype. The boisterous boys, the girls sharing gossip for the weekend, pushing and shoving in the corridor, blocking the lockers, not seeing her. The phone was the greatest invention ever. Saoirse could block it all out and not feel obliged to look at, talk to, or even acknowledge anyone. She didn't have a class with Sean today, but something told her he would seek her out, dying to know more about the painting. She had her story, but intended today, more than any other day, to keep her head down and try and stay as invisible as possible. Lunchtime came and still no sign. She heard hard rumblings about his absence from the other boys in the class at break but Florence had prevented her from hearing why he wasn't in school. Could she be this lucky? Could he really not be in today? Was she safe for now? It appeared so. The final bell rang at four and Saoirse was free. She practically skipped the whole way home. If she was really lucky, maybe he'd be out all week. She was that lucky for once it seemed. Thursday arrived and went and still no sign of Sean. Maybe the birthday girl had gotten her wish. Either way, Saoirse didn't care. She hadn't had to answer any questions about herself or Kate, and she hadn't had a dream all week. She got into bed on Thursday evening, a very happy girl. Tomorrow was her birthday. <laughs>